Welcome to Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I'll be your host. In this episode, I catch up with Guy Kawasaki and Peg Fitzpatrick. At the time of this interview, they had just published The Art of Social Media. In this episode, we talk about all of the different social PR secrets that have to do with the art of social media and also the science. Enjoy the interview. Okay, welcome everybody. We have a very exciting um, Google Hangout on the air today. Um, I'm very excited to announce Guy Kawasaki and Peg Fitzpatrick, the authors of our book, The Art of Social Media, are here with us today. Two greats in the industry. Hi, Guy. Hi, Pat. Peg. Hi. Hi. Sorry. That's okay. You got Fitzpatrick right. You could. I guess I have a 50 shot with my name. <laughs> So thank you so much. So um, we're coming from all different parts of the United States today. And, um, you know, we're talking to the future social media managers of the world, um, University of Florida juniors and seniors who are studying social media management. They're in the College of Journalism. And um, we'd love to just hear your, um, you know, share some of your words of wisdom with us. And I'm going to just um, get right into it and, and say, okay, um, what, what made you write The Art of Social Media? Peggy. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm, no I, that was my no, answer. I wasn't telling you to speak. <laughs> the question was, what made you write the book? And Peggy, Peggy's. I did. I did make him write the book. And then later I have my idea for my next one, guys. So since you were so open to this one, <laughs> um, that that is true. I actually did make Guy write the book. But the reason that we wrote the book together is because we both love social media. And we get asked a lot how we do what we do. How do you do all the things that you do? Um, because there's a lot of information out there. There's so many blogs. There's so many books. At first, Guy was like, I don't want to write a social media book. There's so many out there. And it, it's true. There really are. But what Guy and I do is different what, than what other people do. We, we aren't spending all of our time measuring everything with metrics or, um, you know, Think, you know, we, we're not over-analyzers in, in the bigger picture. We're like day-to-day -day just doing it, seeing what works, repeating it, and just enjoying it. So we kind of have maybe like our joy of social media made us write it. Maybe that. Maybe it could be the joy of social media. Why didn't we think of that? Really? Oh. Uh, everything you wanted to know about social media but was afraid to ask. <laughs> Somebody probably already wrote that. <laughs> well, what I love about it is, and Guy, this is very much like your um, your previous books, is that it's right down to the brass tacks of what yeah. you need to know right now. There's You just cut straight to the chase and get down to business. And that's why I picked this book for the class, because it, it you cut through all the fluff. <laughs> we're, we're not into fluff. No. No. Yeah, I cut out all the fluff. I added some. <laughs> But guy cut it all out. It's okay. We have like two percent fluff. Nah, long, there's not even two percent. How long did the book take you to write? Oh, about eight years. <laughs> no, it didn't take us eight years. Well, eight we years started on social media eight years ago, so it took eight years. So. Right. It is. It's all of our stuff wrapped up. So if you want to do experience and and guys writing expertise which is a whole other level of it. And it's 30 years. Yes, 30 years total, but total time to write the book was actually much shorter than that because I followed the guidelines in guys previous book Ace Author Publisher Entrepreneur and I used the um, the template in the book 
to to start it as an outline and then I opened it up and I was like wow and I just started writing um, so I kind of um, because guy really did say yes no yes no maybe yes again um, I already had like the outline done and I already had like whole big huge sections in there um, and so basically Gosh, it wasn't really that long, maybe four or five months, guys. Yeah, something like that. Four or five it, months. So, so it was it was short. It compared to like maybe what other, it was not like Margaret Mitchell's Gone with the Wind or, or anything as as far as like how long it took us to write it. And we're both super on task, and we were right. You know, guy would write, and then he would send it back to me, and we would just keep going back and forth, which is a great thing that you can do in this modern world with um, Dropbox and. Microsoft Word and all those super cool tools uh, and being on different time zones you know I would be doing stuff later at night and then guy would get it in the morning so like it was pretty it was a really interesting and fun process I thought didn't you guys? Yep it was a great experience um, and I, I'm not necessarily into using co-authors. So. <laughs> it was very yeah. good. Congratulations to both of you I'm pouring champagne for us during Thank this you. Google Hangout everybody can have some. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the first question I have, um, getting right into the social media part of it, so Guy, you were, and you are an evangelist, you were the evangelist for, um, for Apple, now for mm -hmm. Canva, which I happen to love, love, love. Um, so what does it mean to be an evangelist, and how does that tie yeah. into social media? So evangelism comes from Greek words meaning to bring the good news or spread the good news. So with Macintosh, I was spreading the good news of Macintosh, how it's yeah, a better way of doing computers with a graphical user interface. With Canva, I'm spreading the good news of Canva, how it's democratizing design. And so I'm an evangelist for social media also, because I think social media is good news. It, it you know, improves people's lives, particularly marketers, because social media is fast and free and ubiquitous. And how can, um, so you're an official evangelist for Canva and for Apple, so what about the unofficial evangelist? How can you use social media to create this evangelism for your brand, whether it's a personal brand or um, sure. a small or large size brand? Well, evangelism is all about, you know, outward focus, informing people, entertaining people, uh, helping them, you know, creating value, all that. And so, you know, prior to social media, I guess you had email. Uh, you had a fax machine, but now with social media, you you know, there's so many platforms to use. And this hangout on air, uh, ten years ago, we would not be hanging out on air. You'd be waiting for a time where Peg and I flew to Florida and we did a video recording, right? And you know, the odds of the three of us being in the same city at the same time is basically zero. So uh, this this is a very good example of how social media and the technology has changed evangelism. Definitely. And Peggy, what do you think? Um, so you named your book The Art of Social Media. Is there more art or science when it comes to social media? That's a good question. And the, the working title was actually The Art and Science of Social Media. Um, but as I kind of indicated, and since you guys are already reading the book, you know, we're not big on metrics, but we do test things all the time. So for us, that's kind of like the social media lab science part of it, is the testing and experimenting. So I think it's actually both, you know, marketing and social media, you know, it's not cut and dry. You can't just say do X, do X, do X. You have to add in little bits of magic and, and fun. And, you know, the more fun you're having when you're doing things, the more other more fun other people have. 
Um, you know, sometimes I'll spend a long time, you know, writing a blog post, doing all this research, doing, you know, making it perfect, doing all these graphics, and then I'll post something, you know, and it and it will do, you know, fine. And then I'll post, you know, that I made cookies with pictures of the cookies, and that will be more popular. So you can't necessarily um, manufacture what people are going to like or love. So that's kind of the art and sciences. You're kind of like working a whole bunch of different elements, I, I feel. And I'm glad you brought up um, perfect with social media. So how perfect or how not perfect is social media? And do you have to be perfect in social media? I don't think anybody can be perfect no. anywhere. I mean, I think that's something that you learn later in life. I think when you're in, in, in high school and in college, for sure, you're on this, like, driven path, and you want your life to be perfect. And I can just say, I was thinking about the other day, one of the things about being in your 20s is you worry about so many things that never happen. You know, I was thinking, well, I've been married for a really, really long time, and I was thinking, wow, you know, you used to worry, like, what do I look like when I wake up in the morning? And then eventually you're like, that does not matter. <laughs> um, it's just, at, it's, at my age, I'm just happy to wake up in the morning. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so that I think that's something that um, if you try to make things too perfect, that it actually can make your social media suck. <laughs> um, and I will use an example that we found a while ago for this brand that hired an agency to create this perfect content about fancy cheese and it was like three months to compose one tweet I mean for goodness sakes the cheese was bad by then so is your content um, don't overthink things I think when things get overthought that it kind of takes the fun out of it I, I think you should you know be perfect in your spelling in your grammar and not use text slang uh, in your social media marketing messages because it is professional it's a different language um, but I don't think things have to be perfect sometimes I just create something on the fly and honestly if I went back and looked those are probably some of the most popular things I've done we're just or if guy and I are like goofing around or just tweeting something funny people like that the most and we you know so Overthinking it can ruin it, in my opinion. And so, social media is human. And can you share some um, some mistakes that you've made that were just, you know, the human error of social media? Well, I've often done things like I use a, a bunch of different tools, and let's just say that every tool has its uh, level of uncertainty. So <laughs> I've done things like made a post three times identical five minutes apart, right? Which and did, not, wait, did the world stop? Yeah, no, the world did not stop. And in fact, I got more traffic on all three. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that kind of, that's like, that's the social media equivalent of 3M was trying to make this really strong glue, and they ended up making a really weak glue, and it turned into a post-it pad, right? So <laughs> I was trying to make this one perfect post of this picture of this car in Toronto, and I didn't know that the thing posted because I never got a confirmation. So I posted it like three times. And lo and behold, I got, you know, just as many likes and comments and pluses on the same thing three times. So then I said, hmm, maybe it's not so bad to repeat things. And that just led to a whole other line of thought that has significantly improved my social media. 
Um, I would say one, one mistake that is easy to make if you start managing social media for a brand or for someone else, you need to make sure you use a separate platform when you're starting out to make sure that you don't accidentally tweet your personal tweet as the brand because that can happen. So um, if I prefer to use you know regular Twitter, if I'm managing for a brand, then I would do that in Hootsuite. So mentally when I'm in Hootsuite, I know I'm tweeting as the brand because it does take... Um, it's much different doing social media for a brand or for someone else or a company than it is to do your own personal social media. You have to, you do have to stop and think before you hit publish more than just, you know, on your phone. And I tend to not do very much social media for brands on my phone because I like to be able to check it and see it on the keyboard. I do sometimes do it, uh, but I prefer not to unless it's Instagram where you really don't have a choice. But um, then I will like save my images, send it to my phone. I'll still create something not necessarily on my phone or iPad. But um, so that's a tip that we didn't talk about that in the book. But um, if you're learning to use social media for someone other than yourself, do it on a different platform. <laughs> that's a great tip. Or, so can or, I, can I or, or don't use social media as a person like me. So <laughs> I, I only have one presence, which is brand. Mm -hmm. Yes, that, but. Yes, and that's how most people are. So that is true. So you don't have to worry about that. But since these, since the students all want to eventually be brand managers, that's a good tip for them. And get paid, you mean? Yeah, they want to get paid. <laughs> so can you share what what's a day in the life of both of you like? I know you're probably globe trotting, going from speaking engagement to speaking engagement, and Peggy, you are too, probably. So what do, what are your what are you doing? What's a day in the life look like? So for me, I get up at seven. I leave the house at 7.30. I take one of my two kids to school. On the way back, I stop and have pancakes. Every day. And yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then if there's a hangout like this, the first time I usually have a meeting is like 8.30 or 9. And so it could be this. It could be a face-to-face -face meeting. And then after that, I answer email for a couple hours. And then I go play hockey. And then I go have lunch and answer email. And then I pick up one of my kids, and I come home, and I answer email and do social media. Then we have dinner, and then I answer email and have social media. So like I'm kind of like a book. Yeah, well, it's different. Well, it is different, but I don't want to paint the picture that when I'm writing the book, I'm so disciplined that I ignore social media and email because I don't. I just add it to it. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't believe in going off the grid? Uh, I'm I'm not off the grid. The only time I'm off the grid is when I'm in an airplane, and I even try to pick flights with wireless. So. I that's the first thing I ask on every plane: Is there wireless? <laughs> <laughs> and then when it says there's wireless and there's no wireless, like for three hours, I still try to get it, <laughs> which really that, never works. But. Like now, Lufthansa, Lufthansa flying from San Francisco to Europe has wireless the whole way. Really? Which is, yeah, which is life-changing. Yeah. It totally is. Peggy, what's a day in the life like for you? Um, I have like two different kinds of days because there's the day, and Guy kind of does do, that's like Guy's day at home, and then there's like the day when you're out doing stuff. So most of the time, I am at home. I have... The world's best job it's true um, you know I'm on social media all the time and getting paid for it so amen to me um, but 
<laughs> but that also means that it's like 24-7. So, you know, there's a downside to it. It's a great job. But, you know, I am always, because Guy's doing his thing, I'm always doing other things. I'm making sure things are posting properly. I'm checking comments. I'm running communities. I'm, I do a lot of different things. Um, and then I'm a blogger, so I write things. And, you know, Guy and I are doing book publicity right now so we're doing a ton of webinars and hangouts and that is that because that's taking time then I have to figure out how, when I'm gonna get all the other stuff done and we had a webinar yesterday that was just off the hook amazing and people were still tweeting about it like nine ten hours later it trended on Twitter like just getting caught up with the tweets and posts it's like ooh, like you can't wait for that to happen but wow when it does like Every time I go on Twitter now, I have zillions of notifications, and now I'm like, that's just me. That's my stuff, because I do my stuff. Guy has, like, 10.2 million followers everywhere, and I have, like, 800,000. So, we both, you know, I'm managing, you know, a lot. <laughs> and so. it's not like I can wait till the next day or anything to, to answer some of those things. No. You know, it's just not a good idea to wait, you know, that if, once you get involved in it, I mean, that's the thing. Off the grid is just not a thing for me. I, I really haven't had time when I've been offline for a really long time. I did go to Italy. I was off a little bit there. Okay. <laughs> um, that sounds exciting. Yeah, but then we have other days where, you know, uh, occasionally Guy and I will be at a conference together, and then that's a totally different day because we're meeting people, talking about our book. You know, those are like a little bit more, you know, fun glam days, but those are also, then you, you're still doing social media while you're doing that. So it's, you know, we're kind of like on all the time. Um, thank you for sharing that. One of my favorite tips in the book, Peggy, that was from you actually was um, combining visual with, um, you know, just everyday blog posts and that's um, mm -hmm. creating a board or creating pins for each one of your blog posts. I love that mm -hmm. tip. And can you share anything else I know you work with big brands like Motorola and Canva and Google, but um, translate a couple tips that we can do from a personal branding standpoint um, like that. Okay. So if you have your own personal blog, you want to create a, a brand presence for yourself. If you look at my little lower third, that little pink P, I put that on all the graphics that I make for my blog. I do, instead of like a clear banner, it has like a pink one that's translucent, um, transparent. So you want to create a visual brand for yourself. You, there's, there's a lot of great content out there to help you do that. If, and it's, it seems maybe more complicated than it is, but with a tool like Canva, you can create a visual brand. You just want everything to match. So like that pink color is the color that's on my blog, and I use that same little color code, and I use that to create Facebook headers and Twitter covers, and sometimes on Instagram graphics, I'll put the little thing. So it's kind of, you know, think of, you, maybe you're not going to be Apple, per se, but you know, everything that you buy from Apple or see from Apple has the Apple logo on it and you know that and you recognize that or the Coca-Cola logo which has been exactly the same logo since what, 1902 or something like that? It's like their logo is like the best deal ever by a company. <laughs> Who knows what they paid for that but um, they haven't changed it and Pepsi it changes their logo constantly and who even knows what theirs looks like today? I don't. I can't even picture it. Actually. Yeah, I don't even need, I can't even either. So um, creating a visual brand um, is easy to do. You just, you know, you work with it, you tweak it a little bit, ask people what they think about it, get the right font that fits like your personality, and then just stick with it. 
um, and use that. I make little templates for myself in Canva and I use the same colors. And then people know when they're on Pinterest or Facebook or Twitter when they see it that it's, that it's from my blog. And hopefully they say, ooh, I can't wait to read that. I liked your last blog post. That's the theory behind good branding. You know, you see the Apple logo and, and, you, and you immediately think, okay, I need that, whatever it is. Thanks to Guy, we're all like, I need that iPad. I, I don't know if you guys remember the first time you saw the iPad commercial on TV. I almost had a heart attack. I was like, oh, I think I need that. And my husband was like, you don't need that. You want it. I'm like, no, I think I need it. <laughs> you know, it's that you want to create that like love of your brand. So when people see it, they recognize it and they love it. So personal branding is kind of like a people say there's no such thing as a personal brand and you shouldn't say it's a you're a brand but there's not really another way to say it it's just what you're doing is creating a, um like an environment for yourself that people recognize and then they grow to know it and love it and want more of it well speaking of personal brands Peg, you know we should mention that one of the most powerful platforms for personal brands is linkedin yeah you know, people really need to do a great job on linkedin they can add uh, you know various forms of media to a LinkedIn profile today mm -hmm. so uh, that's something to take really seriously that is the outward facing brand for many people I especially, totally yeah especially college students um, which I think it's gone much younger even high school students sometimes now have um, LinkedIn but for college students if you have professors like Lisa who you just love and you learned a lot in her class get recommendations from your professors to talk about projects that you did. There's a whole section for projects, as a matter of fact, on LinkedIn. Do you talk about this in your class, Lisa? Oh, definitely. And my intern is going to kill me for mentioning this, but um, she was with me. She started with me last summer. She didn't even. She's never even heard of LinkedIn, and yeah. she was in her second really? college. And and this is this is normal. I mean, that's. Yeah. She never heard of LinkedIn. Is she from New Hampshire or what? No. <laughs> um, she, she knows about LinkedIn now, though, and she's yeah. you know, well on board. But it's surprising. Um, you know, it, it's definitely catching on with the college students, but it's not as mainstream as, as you would think. And I totally agree that I think LinkedIn is the, the new black. LinkedIn blue is the new black mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, it is, and and getting started while you're in college before you're out and would have to go back and connect people. Get your profile set up now. Do a great professional photo. Again, it doesn't have to be a professional photo shoot, but just make sure it's not you know you at a frat party or you know something. It's not Facebook, so you definitely don't want it to be like Facebook. But you will have a big head start for job um, searches if you put your internships on there and your special projects that you worked on if you do um, you know work with companies you know you want to list that on there so and if you if you have a blog definitely post all your things on your LinkedIn profile okay perfect that's great advice um, okay so now moving on to the next guy I was actually at your your fireside chat at SES maybe five years ago when you were talking about repeating tweets and people yeah. were like what you know yeah. and I totally got it because I'm in public relations I get it um, yeah. but the search industry at first was like what is he talking about so that oh, was I a got ripped for that and now it's it's a best practice it was um in New York yeah in New York right 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 yeah I was right there but I was right with you and now of course it's um you know considered a best practice so for 2015 what do you see as some of the biggest trends in social media I think that uh, it's gonna be a Pinterest slash LinkedIn slash slide <laughs> share year I mean that's 
you know. Like I just can't wait to find more knitting examples on Pinterest every day, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but seriously, Pinterest, LinkedIn, SlideShare, that's the year. Is it? Okay, Peggy, what do you think? Well, guy took my answer, of course. <laughs> but I will say, hmm, I think, you know, Facebook video, uploading video straight to Facebook is, is becoming hot, and it's doing really well for Facebook pages. So I think it's, it's the year of video as well. It's the year that people need to get their camera out and learn iMovie, which is totally me. I need to learn iMovie. Um, I, I'm good getting in front of camera now I need to learn how to edit so I think those are skills that um, younger people actually have more than older people they're so much better at, at getting in front of the camera um, but it's learning the next skills of you know how to share your your videos and get them out there in the world so I think this I think it's a year of video okay so my next question I don't know if we've already answered it but what's totally in when it comes to social media and what's out what's just like so yesterday it's not even funny Hmm. Well, repeating I, tweets are in. <laughs> yeah, repeating tweets are in. Uh, it's hard to say without. You know, when stuff goes out for us, we just 100% straight up forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought Twitter was slowing down a little bit, but I don't know. It's been picking up again lately. Um, as far as you know, the great content that I'm seeing there, and I, I love the live events like the Oscars and Super Bowl, and you know, I yeah. love. Seeing like hashtags on TV, it just makes me happy. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how, um, for the State of the Union, CNN was live tweeting, um, you know, throughout it. You know, yeah. and that's something that kind of you know we've been doing for a long time. But now mainstream yeah. media is starting to catch up, live tweeting through you know reality shows and. Um, the White House is on the ball. Their social media team rocks. The lab, not this one, but a different. Um, address that the president gave, they were um, posting live quote graphics on Facebook. I was wow. like, you go, you go White House, you go. They, they really have an on the ball team. They have a great, they do great stuff on Pinterest, Tumblr. I wonder, I wonder if they're using Canva to do that. I think they have Photoshop, but I'm not sure. Oh, I'm going to I... vote, vote for a Republican next time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, do you want to share what we were just talking about the um, the fireside chat and what because the students actually don't even know that story what happened how you were predicting that? So this I went I went into the belly of the devil, which is uh, basically the search engine business is a business of like sorcery and magic. It's it's kind of like going into um, Harry Potter, you know, that school, <laughs> and everybody has their own that special... Be, that would be Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, Hogwarts, okay. So they go into Hogwarts, and they, they each have their own special spell, and their own special wand, and their own special soup, and then they're, they're telling people that it's all <laughs> magic. That's the best way to describe it. I've never yeah. heard it described like that. I love it. <laughs> and so, you know, if you put this right magical word in this right header, then, you know, all of a sudden... Your your results will be you know not on the 30th page of Google results, but it'll be on the 25th page, and that's a 20% increase. And aren't we wonderful? And so, and I am just the antithesis of that, right? So my entire search engine optimization theory is that Google is looking for good shit, so you should just write good shit, and Google will find you. That's it. That's it. And that just makes you know. SEO people crazy because it means that you 
just have to write good stuff. You don't need to do all their magic and hire them at you know a thousand dollars an hour. So you know, let's just say that many people disagreed with much of what I said at that fireside chat. So, but you had a prediction. You were you were talking about repeating tweets before anybody yeah. else was really doing it, and that was, you know, that was something that now everybody's going back to and saying he was right. Well, I don't think they're going back and saying he was right. I'm thinking, I think most people are saying, I just discovered that mm -hmm. repeating tweets is effective. Right. I Back actually in. see you mentioned in a lot of the articles, Guy. They do give you credit. Oh, for yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they do, give actually. you credit. They, they're like, I, you know, Guy Kawasaki's full of crap. I'm going to test his theory. They're usually trying to prove you wrong. Yeah. And then they realize <laughs> it's right. So it's kind of like funny because they're like, He's full of malarkey. I'm going to test his stupid theory. And then they're like, more retweets? Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Obamacare works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think we should keep discussing politics. Why? <laughs> With people from Florida? What could be the danger of that? Uh, okay. We're almost out <laughs> there of time. Could be, there could be votes that were in there more than once. <laughs> True. Um, okay, so what advice do you have for future graduates when it comes to social media, whether it's for a brand or even their personal, um, their own sure. personal brands? Well, my advice is if you're going to apply for a social media job, if I were the hiring manager, the first thing I would do is look at your social media profiles, right? And so if I go there and A, there's nothing, that's a problem. If I go there and your avatar is crap, that's a problem. If I go there and your cover photo is the default photo, that's crap. And if I see just a bunch of crap like my cat rolled over or the line at Starbucks is long or I have a hangover this morning, that's crap. So, you know, the, people need to man or woman up and figure out that they're on stage. And if they want a job, they have to, like, play the game. So just, you know, deal with it. Peggy, what about you? Hmm. That's good advice. Yeah. I think, I think a hard thing for college students is, you know, making sure that what you're posting is appropriate. Not only just, you know, so that's something to think about, you know. Sure, it seems like a great idea to post your pictures from the party on Facebook, but I think it's a hard time to grow up right now because all your mistakes are, you know, God, I'm so glad there's not Instagram from when I was, like, 20. <laughs> I'm just so glad. I don't want to like see me being catch a, you know, <laughs> throwing glitter in the air. Like five years ago, even. <laughs> what? what? Pardon me. When I when I was 20, you know, you had like to take a flash. You had the gunpowder thing. <laughs> no, I said I'm glad. I'm glad Instagram wasn't around five years ago. <laughs> I know. So, uh, you know, there's a lot more to think about for people in college. You know, if, yeah. if you're going yeah. into you know, media and PR, so. You know, make sure the things that you're doing now are going to re be good reflection for you later. Have you noticed that, you know, now that we're old, we always are warning kids to not do something stupid. But when we were young, we were doing stupid things. So, you know. Yeah. Like. But I'm glad there's have, no pictures. That's all. Yeah, we have selective memory that, you know, when we were, when we were young, we were studying hard. We were sober all the time. We didn't do drugs. You know, we didn't do sex. We didn't do anything when I was your age, right? And now, now we're just sitting here drinking during our <laughs> <laughs> our hangouts at whatever time of day it is. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, 
Well, besides this incredibly awesome book that we're reading, what other must-reads or must-follows are there for the students? Uh, I would highly recommend, if I could see it right now on my shelf, I will even pull it out. It's a book called Influence by a guy named Robert Cialdini. I haven't so, read that one yet. Wait, let Peg answer and I'll go look for it. <laughs> um, I would say um, follow Gary Vaynerchuk's Ask Gary V. Um, he's doing a great series, and you can like tweet and ask questions to him. That would be a great thing for your students. You know, he can't obviously answer everybody's questions, so he takes questions. He does these great videos and just gets like in your face, and he's very authentic and very funny. Um, Let's see, other books I would recommend? Boy, that's so hard. I have a zillion books, too. Um, what about um, follow blogs to follow besides yours? To follow. Social Media Examiner is a great blog. Uh, I love their stuff. My friend Rebecca Radice. It's Rebecca. Well, it's you, you'll have to look her up, and, and she's got the funny Rebecca spelling. It's R-A-D-I-C-E dot com. I love her blog. Uh, who else's blog do I love? Canva has a design school blog that you can yep. learn how to do Ooh, Canva design. Yeah. Um, and if you're just getting started with designs, Canva's YouTube channel has really great tutorials for people who want to learn how to do things. So, um, get your just do some research and find out who's out there writing about what you want to learn. Max Maximum Social Business is also a good one. Um, okay. they have a great this is, is Cialdini's book. That looks. Wait, talk, guys. So it'll be on. It'll show on the screen. Oh. What do you like about it? Uh, I. It's just I love social psychology. I love all the you know tips he gives on how to influence and persuade people. This is a fantastic book. This is this should be required reading for startups. Great. I love it. Okay, well, thank you both so much for joining us and, and hanging out with my class today from University of Florida College of Journalism. And we'll be following you throughout the class and reading your book and um, really appreciate your time today. All right, thank you, Lisa. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.